Hello everyone, I am Sabyut Sasa. Welcome to Culture Rainbow, a place where we explore cultural differences and diverse ways of thinking and living through storytelling. In this series of Life with an Indian, I would like to share with you the challenges we experience on a daily basis with my Indian partner, as well as how we try to find a compromise regarding our cultural differences. And in this episode, we'll talk about the battle between a strict vegetarian and a former meat lover, because in the end, I became vegetarian as well. It took me three years and it was a very interesting journey. I used to be a big meat lover. I used to like all kinds of meat, be it beef, pork or chicken. In my family, we used to have meat every day, like other ordinary families in Hong Kong. Even after my family moved to France, this eating habit did not change because most of the French families also consume meat on a daily basis. And among all my family members, I was the one who was the most addicted to meat. In one typical Chinese meal, usually we cook one meat dish and one vegetable dish. I could finish the whole meal with rice and the meat dish only without even tasting the vegetable dish. And I used to fight with my siblings for getting an extra piece of chicken wing or an extra sausage. So my family ended up giving me the nickname King of Meat. They often joked saying, no matter how much meat my mother cooks, if the King of Meat is here, there won't be any left for tomorrow. When I was 29 years old, I went to India to study a master in philosophy and religion. And I was studying and I was staying in the university residence. I'm not sure whether it was because of the university's ideology or because the residence was running on a low budget, but they did not provide meat on a regular basis. They serve a meat dish only once a month and only chicken, no pork, no beef. So I kind of went into forced vegetarianism because what to do, there was no meat. Four months later, I went to France to visit my family during the term break and I started eating meat again. The other meat were fine, but I began to feel a little bit uneasy about eating beef again because in India, I always saw many cows roaming around me and on the streets. I looked into their eyes, I saw them moving, so the fact that they are also living beings started sinking in. The other thing was, after eating meat, I felt so heavy and I started sleeping 10 hours at night while previously I only needed to sleep seven hours in India. So I thought maybe I actually felt lighter and needed less sleep in India without meat in my diet, but I was not aware of this at that time. Now that I'm eating meat again, the reverse effect is so visible that it could not go unnoticed. I realized maybe my body needed more time and energy to digest the meat, therefore, I was feeling more sleepy. So at the end of my trip in France, I decided to stop eating meat for better health. I went back to India to my university and it was easy to keep up with the vegetarian diet as meat was available only once a month and that chicken dish was not tasty according to me, so it was not a big loss anyway. However, the first challenge came when I went back to France again for the summer break. There were very few options for vegetarians in France. 
be it in bakeries or restaurants. I seldom found bakeries in which vegetarian options were available, so I had to buy a sandwich with ham, then gave the piece of ham to my siblings. And in restaurants, I would have either no choice or one choice. The worst was ordering pizza. Meat eaters get to choose from more than thirty options, but vegetarians only have three options: plain cheese, cheese plus two veggies, and cheese plus four veggies. Oh my god, what kind of choice is that? So I felt like I was deprived of choices, that I was not free compared to others who had many more options, and I didn't like this feeling of not being free. And obviously, another obstacle of being vegetarian was to give up on some of my favorite food items, with which I grew up with, such as pork spring rolls and the quiche lorraine, a French pastry with cheese and bacon. When I saw them again, it was impossible to resist. All the more as I had been longing for them since several months, as they were not available in India, at least not the authentic taste. The other thing was, it was very difficult for my family to adapt to my new diet. I asked them to prepare either a vegetarian variant of whatever they were making, or to cook vegetarian dishes for everyone. But I didn't know how to cook at that time, so my mother and sister prepared the vegetarian variant, but sometimes complained about the extra work, and they all disagreed to switch to vegetarian dishes because they said. I do not have the right to deprive them of the pleasure of eating meat. Then, as we always have our meals together as a family, most of the time I could not resist the temptation, and took a few pieces of the meat dish that was right in front of me. So during those two summer months in France, I still found it hard to give up on meat. I tried to limit my consumption of meat, though. But my attempt at being a vegetarian failed completely. Then I was back to India again, but not to the university anymore. I decided to take a gap year to do several meditation retreats and volunteering projects. India has the highest number of vegetarians in the world, with more than four hundred million vegetarians, which is about thirty percent of its population. Even though the number of vegetarians vary across states, it was still easy for me to find vegetarian food everywhere, even in states where more than eighty percent of the population eats meat. However, about once a month, when I transit through big cities to go from one volunteering project to another, I could not resist the temptation to go to big shopping malls where plenty of Western food would be available. In the food court on the top floor, and when I reached the top floor, the drama began. I saw the chicken wings of KFC waving at me, or the delicious smell of seafood sizzler started attacking my nose, and my whole determination of being vegetarian wavered with every passing minute. Then, after fifteen minutes of internal struggle, I eventually gave in. And to remove my guilt after eating meat, I told myself it is okay. Now I'm off for another month of vegetarian food. Probably until I see a shopping mall next time. After seven months, the pandemic began, 
and lockdown was enforced. I was heading towards my next volunteering project when I got stuck in the hostel where I met my boyfriend. He comes from Rajasthan, the state that has the highest number of vegetarians in India. On average, 75% of this state's population is vegetarian. He is a strict vegetarian, which means that he does not even eat eggs. Since the beginning, he never let go of any opportunity to express his discontent whenever I wanted to eat meat. I told him that I was only eating meat once a month and that with time I had already understood that I should not take away the life of other living beings if I have other choices available for my diet. But I also explained that it was hard for me to totally let go of my desire of eating meat once in a while. I said once in a while is okay, right? At least I'm not consuming meat every day like many people do. Then we would get into the heated debate where he would confront me saying, do you not agree that killing one life is also killing? If I cut you into pieces and eat you, will you like it? Will you feel nice about it? I couldn't answer him back, but I also started getting irritated saying that you did not grow up eating meat. I did. You don't know what it's like to delete 70% of your diet. You don't know how it feels to quit your favorite food. So don't impose your preference onto me. Don't make me feel guilty of what is considered as normal in my culture. And don't limit my freedom in choosing what to eat. He understood my point of view and put forward a condition. Okay, fine. You are free to eat meat, but on the day you eat meat, don't kiss me. I was like, what? What absurd rule is that? I cannot see any logic behind it. Then he explained, See, I believe that all living beings are energies. We carry energy within us and spread it around us. Some people carry and spread positive energy and others negative one. Before the animals were killed, despair, helplessness and a great amount of fear is generated within them and trapped in their body. So when you consume their meat, that energy gets transferred to your body and you are now more prone to experience all these associated negative emotions and energy. I don't want to be in contact with these vibes because they will affect me too. I could literally feel what he said, remembering all those times when I suddenly felt sad or angry after eating meat. But still, my urge of eating meat was so strong, although I wasn't sure for how long that negative energy would last. I used to convince myself that it would only be a couple of hours and I could bear it for the pleasure that my tongue gets from eating meat. Anyway, after hearing his condition, of course I wanted to have my cake and eat it too. I wanted to eat meat and have the kiss also. So I just temporarily agreed and thought, you know what, I would somehow find a way to bypass the rule. But my boyfriend was adamant about his condition. On the day I ate meat, he would sleep facing the other side of the bed, even after I repeatedly reassured him that I brushed my teeth twice. Nothing would work, and I soon got tired of trying and went to sleep reluctantly on my side of bed. Meanwhile, we kept having discussions and debates on what is a living being. 
With these discussions, my stance on eating meat started to change slowly. I went from eating all kinds of meat to not eating animals with whom I could make an eye contact because I came up with this new definition of a living being. If I could look into an animal's eye, then it is a living being like myself, so I cannot eat it, which means that I could no longer eat beef, pork, or chicken. Later, my definition changed again to enlarge other beings that could move, so I could no longer eat fish and birds. The last category that I kept holding on to were a couple of seafood, like shrimps and oysters, because I couldn't see their eyes distinctly and their movement were too insignificant for me to perceive. And anyway, it was out of the question to discard oyster sauce as it is an essential ingredient for making any Chinese dish along with soy sauce. Then, in February 2021, I attended a Vipassana meditation course. In this course, you learn a meditation technique for 10 days and you have to meditate 10 hours a day. I went without any expectation and followed the instructions closely. When I came out from the meditation center, I found out that miraculously, my craving for meat went away. When I saw meat again, I no longer felt any longing I felt a sadness instead, thinking another life had been slaughtered. All of a sudden, even the idea of boiling oysters to make oyster sauce seemed too cruel to me. I realized that the life of an oyster may not matter to me, but for an oyster, it is everything, and I do not have the right to take away its life. However unbelievable it may sound, this 10-day retreat totally freed me from this meat addiction. I have even replaced oyster sauce with its vegetarian version made of mushrooms. So this is the story of how I became vegetarian. I know many couples who deal with this issue differently. Some do not interfere with each other's diet at all, and the other person is free to cook and eat meat at home, while others limit the consumption of meat outside, in restaurants, and cannot cook meat in the house. As for me, the way I have come up with to cope with this cultural difference was to live with this dilemma for several months, to make a choice every day between eating meat and kissing my boyfriend. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can subscribe to my channel on Spotify for upcoming episodes and you are welcome to share your story with me too. See you soon!